0: I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What is up, everybody, and welcome back. It is great to be at BBG, and it is a great day at STK. That's right. This week, we are combining episodes for the Save the Kids podcast and Teaching Kindness and Boys Be Gone podcast because this is a very important topic we're talking about today. I'm going to be talking with Joe T. from the I Love You Bro Project, and live on utah about men's mental health about suicide awareness this is going to be an amazing episode so buckle up and get ready all right, everybody, we are back. So I'm so excited about the conversation we are going to be having today on the podcast. Um, we have here with us my friend, Joey Tuiana. Um, I slaughtered it again, but it's okay. He's a full-time dad, father of three, the founder of the I Love You Bo Project and a phenomenal human being. Thank you so, so much, Joe, for coming to the show, man.
1: Oh, thank you so much, brother, for having me.
0: Absolutely. So first off, we were talking beforehand you got a little pneumonia going on so sorry to hear that but so thankful for all you're doing so where are you coming at us from are you are you here in Utah as well
1: yeah so I'm uh down here in Lehigh Utah Very um nice. where you where you where you uh from right I'm, now
0: I am in Tooele. oh
1: okay not too far not from too Tooele, far but yeah not too far just over I, here in Lehigh
0: yeah I got I got some family over in Lehigh it's a good place it's a good place oh we
1: love it here So
0: how'd you end up in this space? You know, we came across each other on Instagram. I saw the, I love you bro project and all the love you're putting out on the social media and stuff and what you're doing with, you know, live on Utah and whatnot. Um, how did you come into this space? What's your story there, man?
1: Oh, uh, well, it's, uh, one that comes from, uh, a unique, um, I want to say beautiful, horrible experience. Um, Mm. one where we, uh, um, uh, had an opportunity to, um, help an, uh, an individual who was in a suicide crisis. Really? And, uh, it was, this was back in January 29th. And, and, uh, one experience that uh, changed my life forever, man. Of it's, this uh, year? Yeah. It was just the beginning of Holy this year. Smokes, and man. so I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty new, um, as far as a time, uh, table would represent I'm pretty new to the whole. Instagram platform of, you know, advocacy. Yeah, advocacy and positivity and motivation and education, things of that nature. But um, this event in uh, earlier this year just changed my life forever. It was uh, just the greatest experience for me as an individual, almost like uh, God was like, you know, I think you're a pretty decent human being, but I think it's about time you leveled up. Um, yeah. we need to get you out there kind of a thing one of those kinds of experiences
0: man what happened like as much as you're willing to share obviously but like absolutely
1: yeah. oh yeah I'll share it all Um, so <clears throat> so I have like you were saying I got the full-time dad of three daughters
0: uh-huh.
1: um, uh, we uh, I have one that's 18 one that's 15 and then one that's 13 my youngest daughter was uh, um, had a basketball game over at her uh, junior high school And um, to get uh, to get there, um, we have to take this uh, overpass, and we've taken it thousands of times, you know, back and forth uh, before. Uh, But this particular time, um, we uh, noticed a young a young man uh, park his car on the overpass and um, got out, which kind of is just peculiar as as it is just like that it's It's not not super normal lane each way yeah yeah (laughs) and so it's if someone parks on there it's um blocks off pretty much the whole overpass almost so oh dang um he gets out we kind of drive past him you know slowly kind of looking at what he's doing um but we are kind of running late for this basketball game and um we're also just getting off covid it was the first day you know how they had you uh you know they had you. Uh, what's that word? Where they had you stay home?
0: Quarantine.
1: Uh, quarantine. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. So we were. We had been quarantining for like ten days or a week or whatever, and this is the first day we could come out. I had pneumonia because I just gotten went from COVID to pneumonia. So, um, and and very much no, not in any place, physically, emotionally, spiritually, in any way. Shape or form, ready or prepared for an event, an event like this, mm-hmm. and so, so we we driving, and and me and my kids are noticing this guy, and we're like, man, what is he going to do? And we, I kind of actually thought he might throw, like you know, have you heard of those just horrible times where people throw things off the you know the interstate, oh. and it could hurt somebody driving down. And I never suspected uh, what I was about to experience, and so. We uh, kept driving slowly, and I was checking my mirrors, and I noticed this this uh, dude jump up onto the wall. There's a oh. cement barricade, and there's Gosh. a fence on top of the barricade. And um, he jumped over the fence facing the freeway below. And my kid screamed. Um, I hurried and you know, turned the car around and then parked behind his car on the overpass. And you know, I looked at my oldest daughter, and she was in the front seat. And I was like, "Hey, listen, you call the police, and then you you two in the back, just stay here, uh, don't get out of the car." And I, you know, I got out of the car, and my kids are probably thinking, you know, "Oh, Dad, like everything else, he's got this, you know, he's, right. he's uh, you know, don't worry, Dad, will take care of it." And man, I got out of the car, bro. I stood up. And I started shaking. I have got some serious anxiety issues of my own um, um, since childhood. Just, I, could, I could almost get myself into a moment where, you know, taking a test or just being in the wrong situation where I would just start shaking and just pass out almost. And mm-hmm. I started feeling like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm going to pass out right here. I have no idea what to do. I was so afraid. Um, then I said a little prayer. Saying, uh, you know, please just help me help me help this guy understand, you know, your love for him. Mm. um, And that I can feel, you know, love for this kid. Uh, and I said, I say kid only because I didn't, you know, he's a smaller guy. Uh, uh, right. And so, you know, I mean, I'm 6'3, 300 pounds, you know, Simone Brown, dude.
0: <laughs> not a and, small guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, and not a small guy. And so I was thinking, you know, I could actually be making this situation worse. If I approach him, you know, a lot of guys, when they see me walking towards them, they, you know, they'll get standoffish or whatever the case. And so I I had a million things just going through my head. Like you're just going to, you're going to screw this up. You're just, this is going to happen in front of your kids. You're going to be the one to, you know, all of these terrifying, terrifying, you know, things happening all at once. And then I, you know, I said this prayer, I felt, uh, I felt an, an immediate measure of you know not strength but confidence, uh-huh. um, and I was and then I started thinking. Literally, we hear it all the time, you know what? What would Jesus do? But I literally was asking myself, what would He do on this overpass right now with this this guy? Ah, oh my, and goodness. yeah, it was it was just intense, and I had a feeling just to open my arms to him. Um, Like, I wanted to give him a big hug, and I said, uh, um, just tell him that you love him. And so, I started, uh, it was, he's maybe 30 feet, 25 feet, 30 feet ahead of me, or far away from me, and I started walking towards him with my arms open, just like this. Yeah. And um, started just saying, I love you, bro. And it's super, man, it's super freaking loud over an overpass yeah yeah (laughs) i don't think people realize i didn't know that when you're like on an overpass and the freeways below you it's so loud and so i i started um getting closer and closer to him and he's probably he probably can't hear anything i'm saying but i have my arms open to him and i'm just saying you know i love you bro i love you and finally got close enough to him where he was looking between the freeway and me and man, just his big tears just falling. I could tell you who was in a lot of pain. I started crying because I'm just one of those guys. I'm super emotional. Right. And so I, I could feel his, you know, his distress. And um, I just kept saying with my arms open to him, you know, I love you, bro. I love you. Not, uh, oh, hey, man, you don't want to do this. Or, um, oh, you've got a lot to live for. And none of that crap. <clears throat> Didn't say anything like that. And. And I don't think I could even say I didn't even think or feel like I should say anything like that, right? And or or anything else above and beyond I love you, bro. So I got um, to a point where I felt he started looking at me longer than looking at the freeway between life and death, and I finally was like, you know, forget this. And so I I felt like I just jumped up on pulled myself up on this the ledge. Grabbed him from the other side of the fence, pulled him over into my arms. Again, lucky he's only like a buck, you know, thirty buck forty. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, pick this guy because I mean I'm forty, almost forty three, and I got arthritis problems bad. I'm not not the old weightlifter and right. strong guy I used to be. <laughs> and so I picked him up though, like it was nothing, man. It was awesome, and and held him in my arms, and then we slid down this barricade. Together, and I just held him like he was one of my kids, and just told man. him, you know, I love you, bro. And that's all I, all I said to him the whole time was, yes, "I love, I you, love bro. you, bro." Yeah. And man.
0: so, holy smokes, man, that is powerful. Isn't that, isn't that intense? That is crazy. That is crazy. Mental health is such an issue that is, it's being talked about more, but there we still have such a ways to go. Um, I mean, there's a huge mental health stigma, especially for men. oh man it's it's pretty bad it's getting better but it's still pretty bad um you know men have this pressure that we can't show our emotions that we have to be some rock solid but i don't think people get why it's so healthy for men especially men to show their emotions Mm -hmm. now what are your thoughts on that
1: yeah that's that's kind of the big big from this experience you know i've had uh I'm still close with this guy, and we have had him over for dinner a couple times. First time we had him over, I just said, "Man, I just can't. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to you and hear all about your life." And he was talking to me and telling me all these different things, telling me all these different feelings and that he's had for a long time. Um, He's not from America. He's from Micronesia. Oh wow. Um, he didn't know a lot of the customs that we had here he was in he thought he had a a good marriage and he had a little son and um he just had a horrible a couple things line up where he just had a pretty pretty awful day and didn't know how to handle it and When he was talking to me, man, he was again, it was like maybe a couple hours. I just sat and listened to this this guy. And so when you talk about mental health, um, it was important to me before this happened. Just like I think it's important if you were to ask or poll, you know, 10 Americans, I'm sure nine or ten of them are gonna say, sure, I think that's important.
0: Right. But when
1: we're when we're talking about when it comes down to the nitty-gritty when we're talking about, and that's just mental health. Yeah. Now, if you were just to just say men's mental health, you're going to get a lot of people who are like,
0: yeah,
1: you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. yep. Yeah. Sure.
0: I mean, I'm not against it, but yeah,
1: I'm not against it. You get these really washy answers like that. And after this experience, it, it made me, it completely changed my, opened my eyes and my heart to, um specifically for for dads for men mm-hmm. because he, um being a dad's all i know about um i know mental health is a huge concern for everyone the only thing i know about really are dads and men right and so the i love you bro project you know one big part of our mission is getting access to dads and men who need it for mental health care therapy counseling yes medicine yes. um but the second and equally as huge part of the mission is to start shipping away at this stigma at this yeah. toxic culture of especially bro i know you know in utah oh, yeah. oh my where oh, okay you know and, and i and i am a member of the church of you know the lds church um but there is this toxicity within the membership where you just, you know, you just pray about it or just serve (laughs) someone, you know, or, you know, there's, and then there's the the other side of that toxic positivity, which is, you know, there's always light at the end of the tunnel, you know, um, almost almost in denial. (laughs) And and I laugh, I laugh about it, but I, it, it's it like makes so bad you
0: can do nothing it's but so,
1: laugh. <laughs> oh my gosh! It it makes me so angry that I have to laugh because I, I have so many friends, and I know you yourself have struggled. I struggle. Who and it doesn't have to be. Oh, I have suicide ideation. People just automatically assume. Oh, this person's got mental health uh, problems. He must be suicidal. No, right. There's, and so many different types and. Yeah. And and unique to the to the guy and to the dad and to the individual, I should just say. Yeah. Like for when you ask, you know, what it, my feelings on men men's mental health it's it is a huge. It's going to be the the passion of the rest of my life from this experience yeah. is really chipping away, bro. Like just chipping away at this this culture of we can't talk about it. You shoulder it. You make the money. You go to work. You come home. You help the wife. You pray. You have the priesthood. You should be just fine. Um, You pray stay about worthy. It. Uh, you know. Yeah, that's my feelings, man. I, I just,
0: hey, well, and that's it's yeah. so true. Like the, 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 there's this term that's super overused. They they call it it's uh, toxic masculinity, and a lot of people they overgeneralize it, and they're like, no, masculinity is not bad. I'm like, I'm not talking about masculinity. Yep. I'm talking about toxic masculinity. Amen. Toxic masculinity is where you're expected to have no feelings. We're expected to just be tough and gruff and suck it up. But we are all human beings that have real feelings. And even more so, we are the models for our kids. They mirror oh our actions. If you're willing, if you're going to bottle things up and not show your emotions, your kids aren't going to see your emotions. Your kids are going to follow that lead and think that they can't show their emotions either. Like if you're wanting to be, if you're wanting your kid to have healthy emotions, you have to show those emotions for better mm. or worse. I think it's Absolutely. funny, a lot of times, one of the things us dudes, especially when, you know, we at a sporting event or something, sometimes we lose our temper, right? And, mm. and we're, we, when that happens in public where our kids see it happen, but then afterwards we apologize <laughs> in private. All our kids see is, 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 is all these negative emotions. They don't see us making things right. And so when people talk about, you know, we can't show our emotions, you know, we can't show the bad stuff, whatever it is. I'm like, your kids see everything, dude. And then whatever they don't see, they assume you don't feel it.
1: Absolutely. That's so true. And I think like for me from this perfect example is pre pre this experience for me, so, so before this suicide prevention, um, uh, happened, you know, I have a really super open, I have, again, three daughters. I'm very, we're very almost for any other family, awkwardly or oddly transparent about, yeah. um, and I do have posts, um, on my Instagram about how open, you know, they, you know, a lot of, they know a, all, if, if not all of my history, good and bad, Right. Uh, from from being arrested to uh, pornography addictions to you know divorce and and you know things of that nature mm-hmm. um specifically because i wanted i've always wanted my kids to 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 know first that you know i'm a human being here are my mistakes um i can understand why you would make mistakes like right. this or like that you experiences right. that you're going through yeah. and the second would be just you know t- talk to me please you know i'm talking to you you talk to me whatever the case is so after this experience now the suicide prevention experience it's 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 completely magnified not just the you know oh dad uh um no. dad is a, is open and transparent with us He'll listen to us. Um, but now, man, we can, he'll sit and actually listen to others too. Yeah. And he, he yeah. has love for others. And I, there's just, that's why it was such a blessing for this to happen in our lives and to happen right in front of my kids. Yeah. Because bro, that could, that was a serious concern of mine As if this guy were to jump, my God. kids are watching this whole experience. So they're going to either watch something real good happen or watch something
0: not or something so, really bad, really bad. i <laughs> could be oh. so traumatic. Oh my. Oh goodness. my gosh. Well, and I think I'll go for traumatic
1: both ways. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, for the yeah. good and for for the bad, you know.
0: Yeah, mental health is such. I mean, such an under talked about thing. Like you said, a lot of people think it's like zero to hundred. It's either you're perfectly yeah. mentally stable or you have suicide ideation and you're yes. suicidal. And people don't realize sometimes we have seasonal depression. Sometimes we have anxiety symptoms. Sometimes we're just feeling the feeling of anxiety and we're learning how to cope with it. It's not yeah. always just, you know, zero to a hundred, but because people are so afraid of the topic, they think that it's zero or a hundred. It's just black and yes. white all the time. And it's like, guys, there's a whole gambit of things that people feel it's not always just zero or a hundred sometimes you have a good day sometimes you have a bad day
1: yes and you know, what you like- know and it, what's interesting too is from you know you mentioned you know being uh, part of live on the suicide prevention playbook um the state of Utah saw the story I actually didn't even want to go public with it was such a and it still is but at the time it was so sacred to me this right this experience right and to my kids i didn't tell my family you know my mom or anyone it was very real and raw mm-hmm. and so um when i did post about it on social media it you know started of course giving some tons of you know very positive accolades stuff that i didn't want really the post wasn't to share you know oh look what i did but more like uh look what's happening um, right, uh, right. Out Raise there. awareness and, Yes, and so I have my my guy's name's Jim. He's a reporter for KUTV Channel Two, and he calls me. He's like, "Joe, you know, I want to do, do this news story," and I'm like, "Really? I'm not interested. It's you know, I don't I don't want any sort of attention like that." And he's like, "Really? If you I can understand, but if you would just let us do this story, you could really save and help people." And it uh, wasn't since he he convinced me. He did the story. State of Utah saw the news story. It was a chain of events and uh, that happened. Saji says like we'd love you to come in, help us uh, with this new um, uh, suicide prevention training that we'd like that we want to launch. We want you to kind of be the face of you know average Joe, you know compared yeah. you know to uh, and, and literally and I was, and I've been that for them um, and I, it's just like this one event, the idea with the suicide prevention playbook was you know not everyone I would say one in ten million people are gonna have an experience like me yeah where it just everything worked out beautifully and I could have done this this could happen again today and I and it could not go you know as as good but it was the fact that you know why does it have to get to an overpass? Um why can't it have why can't we just be a little bit more Ah, uh, you know, tuned in or, or focused on our loved ones mm-hmm. and people around us at home, at work, you know, and at church, you know, where yeah. um we can we can have some uncomfortable conversations, yeah, um, in uh, instead of having them on an overpass, instead why of ha- exactly to get there? why
0: do we have to wait till we're almost in a life or death situation to yes. talk about these hard topics? Um something that so i'm a i'm a i'm a, i'm a, i'm a young men's advisor in our ward mm, um, and, perfect
1: job for you brother
0: <laughs> thanks and something that we did this year was we got the entire youth for young for combined we got the entire youth in our ward q p r trained so that oh. so that they know how to handle mental health crises so that when they have a friend that that is expressing that they might want to hurt themselves. They know what to say, what not to wow. say, have that conversation. For those who don't know, QPR stands for question, persuade, and refer. It's like the CPR of mental health if you so find someone awesome. like in the trenches. Um, and something something that, you know, if you guys are listening, something you could do to learn more about this this type of stuff. So it doesn't have to be such an uncomfortable conversation always. Mm-hmm. The first time is going to be awkward. Get over it. Like, it's going yeah. to be awkward the first time you exactly. try to bring it up. But the more you talk about it, the less fear there is around it. And the more we talk about it, the less likely people are to engage in suicide ideation, to engage yes. in suicide activity, because they're able to recognize those triggers and flags in their own mind when they see them pop up.
1: Oh, my gosh, yes. Testify, right? Well, isn't it the same with with all of these, these taboo subjects? pornography oh yes well you know Sex, why can't you talk pornography. about it yes why can't you talk about it? i mean me and my, my kids have been saying the penis and vagina since they were you know and a lot of people like oh whisper oh you're being shunned at or oh uh, don't you know stared at because you say these Ana- words
0: anatomically correct terms yeah
1: <laughs> that are real they're words they're just words yeah. and, and can't we talk about bullying I love the stuff you talk about with bullying. Why can't, why can't we have just an open, natural, organic conversation about it? And why can't they just talk about it a little bit more, so that when it does come up, at least you know who you can go to for yeah. help, or, or you know, to because I remember being a bully. Uh, I remember, like, in my brain, and I, you know, coming from a divorced family. And I grew up in Chicago and coming oh. back and forth. You know, it was a tough childhood That's, for me. So, you know, that sounds rough. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I remember being that guy coming to Utah, being a big brown kid and pushing around specific kid. I remember that. And of course, it breaks my heart to think about that now. But I would have loved to have had a young men's leader or the church just even in my life or right. just someone who could be A positive male role model in my life for Mm -hmm. really uncomfortable things that yeah people don't really want to talk about, man.
0: Yeah, I was so encouraged when I saw Live on Utah. Um, you know, on Instagram, they they you know started putting out their posts one by one, talking about the playbook and everything. Um, because it's the first you know social media only playbook. You know, it's it's on Instagram. That's where it's at. That's where you find it. Um, it's so awesome. Uh, you know, it's and it was driven by the state. Um you know, and they, and then, you know, I saw your, your story and everything. And what's crazy though, man, that wasn't your first running with no. someone on the, on the brink of suicide, man.
1: No, that's uh, you, you... Uh, isn't that crazy? I am sorry. I'm using that word crazy. It I, is crazy. The, it's like, it's Oh with my the gosh. Intent of how just, you know, things connect and how things happen for a reason, yeah. you know? and So yeah, you're, you're right. I actually, um, my my ex-wife, who I'm still very close, very close friends with, um, she had multiple um, uh, suicide, uh, survived, survived multiple suicide uh, yeah. attempts and, um, you know, she, multiple times in you know the hospital trying to get help. And um, I'd never posted about it mm-hmm. um, until my ex, uh, uh, who uh, saw some of my stuff, was just like, why don't you talk about. You know, me, please do. And I'm like, I, you know, I didn't want to, you know, no. see, you know embarrass you or, you know, put right, you out right, there. Right. And she's like, no, please, if you think that's it's awesome. going to help. And so, and of course, me, if you read any of my posts, if anybody who's hearing this, if you go to my Instagram page, it's, I'm very open about whatever it is that's happening in my life. I have nothing to hide. Um, and so I was very open about with this experience with her, where she multiple times, um, whether that be, through medicine or, you know, um, other ways where she tried to die by suicide. And, and for one reason or another, we just had just the blessing of not having that, not be successful. And, and as I got through my marriage, um, and we got divorced, it's again, we're like this walking irony. People are like, why are not you still married? (laughs) It's, you don't have to be. You know, angry at each other to be divorced. You know, I have—I yeah. I feel like my life is a walking, just taboo news <laughs> of divorce. Yeah, sex, divorce, suicide. <laughs> yeah. All of these things that people are like, "Wow, you're not normal." No, I am not normal. Thank and the heavens. Yeah, thank you, Jesus, that I'm not. And guess what? You aren't either. Yep. And people, and just accept that, man, and embrace it, and use use these. Devils or these demons to share light to others. Yeah. And I yeah. swear mine are always working overtime, just, just like yours, bro. Yeah, man. Oh, like yeah.
0: Well, and that's the thing. Really, we can use our demons to help other people come to the light because other people assume that they're the only ones that have demons. Yes. Because no one talks about it. And when we share our struggles. When we normalize talking about our issues, when we normalize talking about, yeah, I struggle too. Yeah, like, you know, talking about depression, talking about mental health. It helps people see, wow, I'm not alone. I'm not a freak. I'm a normal person that has feelings, that struggles.
1: Yes. Yes. We got, we've we got, and then we've got um, this side. We have, and I'm guilty of it just as much as the next guy, but we have this thing where, you know, Okay, i am a man a man has to do has to go work has to bring home money right cannot show weakness it's like a threat um, to
0: our to our yes. pride
1: i yeah it's like i'm uh um castrated if i, if I have <laughs> these feelings yeah and that's just not the case i have a close i won't say who he is but i have a very close friend he's like my brother yeah um and uh he's got uh, mentality um, where he, you know, hey, if you're struggling, go work out. If you're struggling, go help someone. If you're struggling, I mean, it's actually fairly sound advice, but the problem is it's that's just – that's not, not a – that's a universal thing that may work for you and some other people. But what mental health is is it's a specific, unique, catered issue or – Or if you were, if we're talking about demons or whatever you want to say for everyone, it's specific for them. This guy, you cannot tell me a guy who can't get out of bed. He just can't get out of bed. He doesn't know why. And you're going to tell me, okay, you need to get out of bed and go work out. It just doesn't work that universally easy uh, for everyone. It's not what it's about.
0: Yeah man i love this so much guys there's so much power in having these types of conversations don't let it don't let it wait until you are standing by someone on the overpass don't let it wait until you have a loved one in the bathroom who just od'd don't let it wait until you talk about these tough subjects talk about it now talk about it tonight with the people that you love because it's going to make an impact on your life man joe i could talk to you forever man um, before we wrap up for everything, where can people find where you're up to and everything? Shameless plug time. Let's hear it, man.
1: <laughs> uh, go ahead and find me um, if you uh, have or on social media. Um, I'm, in, I'm on Instagram, uh, Joe Tuyana. Um, or if you want to um, search on Facebook, um, Joe and then T-U-I. Generally, my name comes up big long less. Uh, last name Samoa name, but um, uh, the project that we have—it's uh, called the "I Love You Bro" project. You can also find that on Instagram. Um, listen, I mean, if you're struggling out there, you're not struggling alone. We're mm-hmm. we're here. We're, we're fighting for you. Yeah. <clears throat> Just excuse me.
0: You're good, man. You're good. No worries.
1: We recognize you're struggling. And if I have anything to say, it's I love you, bro. Yeah. You are loved.
0: Amen. Amen. All those links and everything will be in the podcast description. So please go check out the I Love You Bro project. Go check out Live on Utah. Let's talk about these things from the rooftops. So more and more people can hear about it. Um, And thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you want to get me into your church event community, whatever it may be, we got some speaker forms in the podcast description if you'd like as well. You can go check us out on Instagram at bulliesbe.gon and Save the Kids, Inc. Um, Always remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. You are strong, and you are loved, and you will always be enough. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug, and we'll see you on the next one.